T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. This is a program we like to do every year uh, on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It's a chance to take stock of how well groups that do good are doing. Uh, We've been doing this for more than a decade now, and from the beginning, our partner in this endeavor has been United Way of Metropolitan Chicago. It's an umbrella organization that runs its own programs and provides funding, training, and guidance to many other organizations and service providers. And joining me again in our studios this year is Sean Garrett. He is United Way's president and CEO. He is in his second year with United Way Metro Chicago. Before that, he was director of United Way of the Central Carolinas, and he has held several posts with United Way Worldwide before that. Sean, welcome back. Thank you so much. Um, Let's uh, do the first thing that we do every year and look at the health of the efforts to help those in need across our region. Uh, um, what, What does the landscape look like? Are things getting better? So let me answer it two ways. Our challenges still exist. The reality is if you're born in certain zip codes in Chicago, we can determine how long you're going to live and the earnings that you're going to have. And in Chicago, we have some of the largest challenges that exist in the country. But here's the good news. Within the last month, we've had two historic announcements. First of all, uh, Mayor Lightfoot announced her Invest Southwest plan, which involves $750 million of resources going to 10 neighborhoods across our region. And we know that investments in neighborhoods are what can really help change those statistics that have existed for years. The second thing, though, that we announced that day was the largest corporate gift in the history of United Way from BMO Harris Bank. It's incredible investment of the corporate community and a testament of their support for the incredible work that's happening around our region. And we were so proud to stand with them that day as they made that investment, specifically targeted in that case in the Austin community, but also supporting our neighborhood networks across the region. And I'm going to want to get a little bit more into uh, Invest Southwest, but um, until that announcement, how had things been going? Uh, Because, you know, this is a challenging time. The city of Chicago is having budget problems. The state's having budget problems and trying to close budget gaps. And I don't know what it looks like when people are donating, but you do. Yeah, So last year was the first year since the Great Recession that giving to nonprofits in America had declined. For the last 10 years, though, the number of individual donors to nonprofits have been down each of those years. So it's getting really hard. Um, You talk about the the challenges that we face at the budget level, at the state level, whether at the city level. But the lifeblood of most nonprofits is those individual donors who are the ones that give us the resources to keep the lights on, to do the work that we need to do every single day. And that has become increasingly challenged and strained across the country, but also here in Chicago. But we're hearing that the economy is getting better. Is there any sense of what's happening out there that has people giving less at a time when, frankly, you would think people would be giving more? Yeah. Well, what we see and what we hear is that people still care deeply about our community and the work that takes place. One of the challenges, though, is as we increasingly are disconnected 
as individuals, we aren't understanding and seeing what others are dealing with. And so giving today is growing in, in places where you can connect to. I might give to my alma mater. I might give to a hospital that saved my life. Really important things. But giving towards the human service community, the things that help make our community stronger, become increasingly hard because so often the individuals who are making those decisions around giving maybe don't have that direct connection that they once did when we were more connected as a society. And so as we've seen that shift over the last really 10 and 15 years, we have seen shifts in that giving pattern. Um, And it's something that we're working really hard to help get people connected to the work that's taking place in community, connected to the neighborhoods that they often grew up in so that they can be part of the solutions that are coming forward as we speak. Um, When we've talked before, the other uh, leg of of this this stool has been corporate giving. And I know that uh, a lot of corporations have in some ways moved away from some of that and in fact stopped the automatic, some mm-hmm. I know stopped automatic mm-hmm. deductions, which used to be a a pretty regular thing to depend on for United Way. Uh, are you seeing the corporate giving matching the pullback from the individuals? So nationally, we are seeing some of those trends, but I will say I've got great reason for optimism here in Chicago. The corporate community here in Chicago is committed to making our our neighborhoods stronger. Um, We're seeing that every day in the conversations we have. We see that in the decisions they're making um, around investments, whether it be what BMO did recently, whether it be what Starbucks announced recently with their investments. Like there are real commitments that are taking place in this city. Um, And increasingly the opportunity we see is how we take what are those corporate commitments where the the firm is making a commitment and helping them tell that story back to their employees so that they can engage their employees in the ways they once did, but maybe in a a newer, more exciting way. Um, And that's something that we have great optimism here in Chicago for. And one of the, uh, BMO is an example, but there are other corporations that are doing this. I think we are seem to be seeing more uh, companies and even some foundations that are rolling up their sleeves and actually getting into the the trenches themselves and saying, all right, we are, we are a part of this. And yeah. is that a, a hopeful trend? It is the thing that gives me the greatest hope. Um, there was a study that came out recently from the Urban Institute that looked at public and uh, philanthropic investment and then compared it to private investment. So all the things businesses are doing, not just their philanthropy. The public investment is mostly focused in low-income communities. Philanthropy is mostly focused in low-income communities. Private investment is mostly focused in wealthier communities. And the challenge is private investment is 5x public and philanthropy. So the resources are in the private community and the private investment. And what we're seeing is, yes, companies are making philanthropic gifts, which are tremendous and really important. But they're also saying, what can I do as an employer? What can I do – as an investor in our community, not just philanthropically, but to help stimulate small businesses, to help create the supply chain that you know gives opportunities for businesses that maybe didn't have those opportunities before. And when we see that take place, it gives great hope to the neighborhoods that we work in and the partners that we have there because that's the difference. Philanthropy will take us far, but when we combine it with private investment, that's when we get to see some great things happen. Well, before we uh, uh, get too far into talking about the neighborhoods, uh, let's 
bring in our next guest, who is right there, and weave her into the conversation. She's Tavon Ellis, the Director of Programming for uh, Chicago-based Claritian Associates. It's an organization in South Chicago that works to build a feeling, or really a, a reality of community in diverse neighborhoods. But uh, let, let me <laughs> let me let you, Tavon, tell us what that mission of building community really looks like and what it means when you're right on the ground. Yeah, so I'll f- first, thank you for having me here. Um, working for Claritian Associates is really about... Um, supporting the families that live in South Chicago, really um, connecting them to services, um, services that they need as it relates to the social determinants of health. Um, South Chicago is one of those communities that have been overlooked for a very long time after the steel mill has left. And um, Claritian Associates is a community development corporation um, that's invested not only in building housing, but building community. And, uh, that that mission, it's connecting services. I mean, those services exist. Is it that people don't know how to find the services? I mean, what are the actual kinds of things that you do to bring people to those services? Um, so uh, we we own a number of affordable housing um, in the community. So when you think about housing, we housing is just is not more than just putting people in an apartment and leaving them, you have to connect them. You have to understand their needs. So some of the things that we do is um, we we have three tiers of work, um, one being affordable housing. Second is about violence um, prevention. And the third is really about what we call safety. And then the third is really about convening. And that's where um, United Way comes in and we do this. Uh, we're one of the 10 neighborhood networks where we focus on trauma um, and trauma-informed education and mental health. Um, Also, we have other services like um, food access. We have a large senior population and really supporting the seniors that live in that community. So in addition to providing housing, we have to kind of bring it all together with the wraparound services. And uh, Sean, uh, when we talked last year, uh, there was a uh, a new program at uh, at United Way that was dealing with neighborhoods and focusing on them, uh, and now that is very much a part of what Invest Southwest, the city's effort, is going to be. And this really is going to tie everything in here. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about how this is different from what we've seen before, and we have seen a lot of at least talk before. Mm-hmm about revitalizing neighborhoods. Yeah. So normally when you talk to folks in our world, we talk about education or we talk about housing or we talk about family stability, but we talk about those issues in isolation. And yet we all live in communities that are fully integrated. You live in a place where you have uh, great housing, you live in a place where you have great education, you live in a place that has great amenities. And what our neighborhood network and our partnerships with great folks like Claritians and others is about and what we see the opportunity in Invest Southwest is to take a holistic view of what is going to occur in a community and know that one issue alone isn't enough. It takes looking across those issues and really having them be community driven. You know, we can all sit in a room like this and say, this is what needs to happen in a neighborhood. But what Claritians and others have done is to say, well, let's engage with our community. Let's let them drive what happens. And then folks like United Way and the city and others Our job is to help bring the resources to support the plan that they're bringing to the table. And what we've seen around the country is when communities start with community-led efforts 
And when those resources support the community vision, you can see real change. You know, David Brooks wrote an article or a column in the New York Times where he talked about how Canada has had this incredible impact on poverty by doing exactly that. They started neighborhood by neighborhood. They found what their clear plan was moving forward, and then they resourced those plans. And they have disproportionately impacted their poverty rate across the country at a time when we haven't been able to do that in the U.S. What we can learn from that is there's a pathway, and that pathway means bringing these issues together and then bringing the resources to support the people like Caritians and their teams who are putting the work every single day so that the neighborhood is actually driving this change, which is what makes it sustainable. Devon, do the, do the people in the communities know what they are, what they are capable of, what they can do? I mean, are, do, they, do, do they know the questions to ask or the things to demand? Um, I think, yes. The question is yes. And I think um, our organization, um, Clarition Associates and the Neighborhood Network, um, which I lead, um, we provide capacity building um, workshops to help them ask the right questions, to learn how to advocate for themselves, to learn to um, talk to public officials, to be at the forefront. Because at the end of the day, um, it's the community that drives, like Sean was saying, that drives um, the work. Um, a lot of the people that are our neighborhood network are residents. We talked about one of the initiatives that we um, are working on is really kind of rebuilding the concept of block clubs, right? Mm-hmm. So block clubs are leading the charge block by block. So one of the things that we found in that work is that a lot of the people that were doing that work were um, seniors and they were really kind of like, I'm tired. I want to like retire and not do this work. So one of the things that we did is really kind of start investing in our young people to be civically engaged and learning about how to drive work and um, like the block clubs and really kind of building this new generation of young people to to take the charge and take the lead and let people know what their community needs. We're going to uh, talk more about how you actually get these things going and moving forward. But uh, first, you are listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm political editor Craig Delamore. This is our annual season of giving program. We're surveying the landscape uh, that not-for-profit agencies and organizations working to help people uh, living through challenging times are facing. My guests are Sean Garrett, President and CEO of United Way of Metropolitan Chicago, and Tavon Ellis, Program Director for Claritian Associates. I also <clears throat> excuse me, want to take a moment to give a shout-out to the woman who sparked the idea for this annual program more than a decade ago. Ruby Shucker has uh, spent years working for nonprofit groups and uh, thought that we ought to pay more attention to the challenges they face. So uh, thank you, Ruby. We are doing just that. Um, she actually works in this building now. This is, she's been all over the place, and I'm, I'm glad she is still uh, doing the good work. But um, let's, let's talk about moving things forward past the talking stage, because as was said at the news conference that announced Invest Southwest, and give credit to the, uh, to the Lightfoot administration for acknowledging this, mm-hmm. there have been plans to redevelop all 10 of the communities, South Chicago being one of them, Austin another, uh, before. And they are still plans. Uh, They're sitting on shelves somewhere, as Maurice Cox, who was on this program a few weeks ago, uh, the uh, planning director, said. So something has to happen that moves it forward. 
money from organizations or from, uh, you know, entities like BMO. That's one thing, but it's really going to take somebody holding somebody's feet to the fire to move it forward. Uh, so what what's going to happen at, at your level of the, the, the organizations that are part of it? And, Tavon, what's going to happen, you know, on the ground? How are you going to make sure this gets done? Sean, you first. I, mean, I think one of the things we have to acknowledge is there's real dissatisfaction that exists in neighborhoods across our region. Folks are not happy. And when we think about what is different today, that dissatisfaction is different than it was 15 years ago when I started this work. And it puts real pressure on folks to deliver. And it's one thing when you, as, as an organization like United Way, it's one thing when we set and say, hey, we care about this, we want to do it. And folks appreciate that. But they're very quick to say, well, what's going to be different? Your exact question. And we feel that pressure every single day. And our job is to make sure that that pressure is on everyone who is a part of this work. So we celebrate the incredible gift from BMO. And we also are pushing them and other partners to say, and what more can we do? Mm -hmm. You know, we celebrate the incredible work of Claritians and others in our community. And every day we're saying, and yet these stats aren't changing. How do we make sure that... We're not just celebrating the activities, but that the outcomes are changing. And so we're being really transparent about what we see as markers of success. Everywhere we go, we use slides that talk about the disparities that exist in our community and where we can make progress and what are, what we're going to be able to do and how we're going to show it next year and the year after. Because to your point, talk is important. It helps change the narrative. But this is about changes in individuals and families' lives in our communities. And that's ultimately what success will look like. Yeah, Tavon, how do you push past the frustration that people have that, yeah, we heard this before, mm-hmm. you know, get back to us when you actually have something, you know, concrete to show? Well, first, I would like to give a shout out to our team at Collusion Associates, because not only are we um, working in the organization, uh, I want to say 75 percent of our staff live in the community. So that drives the work even more because they are truly invested in the work. Um, and so some some of us, we, we are um, working at a, a salary that other people would think is crazy, but we are committed to our work in our um, community. Um, others of us really, we really, the way we push through is basically making a commitment that we want to get something done and keep it at the forefront of our agenda. One of the things that we've um, recently did is purchase the old YMCA in, in South Chicago. And um, thinking about the Southwest investment, one of the things they were talking about is public spaces. So with the disinvestment of the YMCA leaving the community, we really needed a community space. And so um, that is on our top agenda is really kind of bringing that community safe space back where people can learn to swim, where people can get um, – health and wellness, and really kind of fostering that ideal of improving employment in our community. Because once we get that uh, community space up, we're going to hire people. Let me bring up one other issue uh, that has come up and, and is apparently going to keep coming up with Invest Southwest. And that's the, the theory behind it is that you start with the already vibrant sections of some neighborhoods which very often means the commercial section. And a lot of past efforts have started with housing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Commissioner Cox very, very strongly says, 
you've got to have something else to anchor the community before you can concentrate on housing. Because if people move to someplace and there's not a, a central core, it's not going to continue. But at least during the the uh, budget hearings, um, Commissioner Cox got an earful from a couple of aldermen, uh, uh, Carrie Austin uh, being one of them, who said the people in our neighborhoods need housing. And if you're going to start making another part of the area prettier and you're not taking care of the dilapidated housing, people are not going to be happy. How do you, <laughs> do you tell people, be patient, we'll get to you in the second round? What do you, what do you say? So the way we look at United Way, and I think what Claritians has done is, is, is part and parcel of this, is, is to say, look, it's all those things. Mm-hmm. And we have to acknowledge it's all those things. And we have to move where we have the opportunity to move because we need to have progress. And what I don't want folks to get caught up in is, should we go left or should we go right? We need to move. And in every one of the neighborhoods that have been identified, there is real need for op- for investment and opportunity. And so, you know, I'd, whether that's an investment in housing, whether it's investment in co- commercial corridors, whether it's investment in education, the answer is yes. It's all of those things. And what we're so proud of is our partners have built it that way. They have built plans that look at all of the issues that can take place. They have built opportunities for investment across those areas and now it's about how do we deliver against it. And so I don't think we really should be positioning it as it's one or the other. And I understand that's the way it will often be positioned. But it's rather we need to find more resources to come into the community to be able to do these things at once. Because every community that is thriving has the things that we all want. Quality schools, quality quality housing, great amenities. You shouldn't have to go outside your neighborhood to get those things. And so we've got to bring all of them to, to the table and the opportunity we have right now is that folks are beginning to see that and being willing to make those kinds of investments. Yeah, Tavon, I mean, yeah, housing is so what you guys do. We do. So I definitely agree with Sean. You have to do both. So we have a number of different projects at um, Collision Associates where we're building housing in a grocery store. We're building, um, you know, this like I said before, a community center, but there's also housing attached to it. So there's opportunities to do both. Um, you definitely, with housing, you definitely access to food. So having a grocery store is important. Um, so I wouldn't, I would encourage the city to look at it both ways. Um, that in order for you to um, make a community thriving, that you need all components. And so that we should be working, um, what's the word, not in, silo, not in silos, but working to bring all these elements together. What is what is easier for um, agencies like yours, uh, Tavon, and uh, to do now than it was years ago? I mean, are there is there anything getting easier, especially when the need keeps rising? Um, I I would say no, because the need is rising, and um, like Sean said, the funding is dwindling. So we have to be creative. Um, one of the things with the neighborhood network is we talk about collective impact, which means bringing multiple partners together to the for the greater good of the community. So we have a number of different partners that we work together with, um, developing different projects, uh, developing initiatives. So it, it doesn't just even though we're Claritian Associates, we work collectively with a number of different partners. So it's about partnerships, really. I mean, you know, in some of the years when we've done this before, 
we were talking about groups that were vanishing mm-hmm. because of the dwindling resources. Mm-hmm. Are things at that point for agencies that you're seeing? And I'll ask you, yeah. Devon, first, but uh, but Sean, you, you have the, the helicopter view mm-hmm. of it, too. So um, what we find that as um, Clarice Associates is that we are one of the stronger organizations in that community, meaning that we don't want to do everything, but it finds that a lot of um, companies and organization comes to us because we are an anchor institution. So what we try to do is build capacity, meaning that if there's a smaller organization, we will apply for a grant together so that resources is coming to both of us. So I think, like I said before, is really thinking um, creatively how we do that. Yes, organizations are dwindling. Um, and it makes things a little bit harder, but I think if we're creative about it, we can still get the work done. And Sean, yeah, what what yeah. are you seeing? Yeah, we see there are a lot of organizations that are on that kind of tightrope, and the reality is nonprofits in general operate on an incredibly tight margin with very little um, opportunity for, for risk, and yet they do amazing work. And one of the things, and I'll just to your point around, you know, are, are anything easier what I would say is because of the incredible work of Claritians and others, we now have clear investment opportunities. They have created these incredible partnerships, which allow for organizations who maybe weren't as strong before to work in partnerships with each other and collectively be stronger. They've then been able to create very clear plans of here's what needs to happen. And so before when we might have said, hey, we want to invest in a neighborhood and have better outcomes, that sounded great but we didn't have the capacity in the community to deliver against it, nor the clear plan. But because of what Claritians and others have done, we now have the capacity within our partnerships to do that work as well as the clear plan. And so it's not easier to do, but we're moving in the direction because of their incredible work that we can actually get this done. And you talked at the beginning about uh, people feeling connected and, you know, and obviously listening to something like this, people can at least know what's going on, but to what extent does the explosion of social media and how much it's mushrooming uh, also give an opportunity to connect people to the communities that are in need and connect people to each other? Um, we definitely tap into our um, social media resources. We hire AmeriCorps students that, um, that you know, recent graduates or even older um, who are very familiar with uh, social media to help us marketing. I mean, that's how people are getting the, the word out. People are you, uh, there's a new, there's an app called Next Door, which really tells you what's going on in your community. Um, we utilize that to publicize everything that we do. Um, you know, just as this world is changing, social media is definitely a platform to create, um, I want to say noise, but really to get the word out there. Yeah. And I guess with, you know, with phones being now ubiquitous, uh, that, that, people don't have landlines anymore. They they have smartphones and and they're affordable. You can actually get to more people with these apps, I guess. But no, what's what's United Way doing? If, yeah. if, so we view um, things, I mean, the next door is a great example. We view local media as a really important part. So social media, but also the hyper-local media as a really important part of doing it. The thing that I would challenge uh, folks on social media to do is, it can create a dynamic where you hear what you want to hear. Mm. And what we really need people to do is to get outside their comfort zone, just like you would in real life, 
do that in social media and hear the stories from South Chicago, hear the stories from Austin, because th- those lived experiences are very real and they're happening every single day. But if you're only following folks that you want to listen to, you're not going to hear that story. And we've got to be able to connect people in. We try to push out a lot of that information via our channels because we do have a number of followers. But we'd encourage people to also follow the work in South Chicago, in Austin, and these other communities to make that happen. That's going to be the final word. That is Sean Garrett, the CEO of United Way, and Tavon Ellis of Claritian Associates. Thank you both for being here. I'm glad we were able to do this. Uh, to our listeners, if you'd like a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website, wbbmnewsradio.com. You can also find our podcast on radio.com. I'll be back next week with another edition of Ad Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.